A very warm welcome to Under the Radar this evening, coming to you live on Radio Islam International. Coming up uh, over the course of the next two hours here on Radio Islam International, we talk about the TRC unfinished business regarding apartheid era crimes. And uh, this is in the wake of the Insebeza report that was released re- uh, recently. Uh, we speak to Imtiaz Kaji in just a moment. We talk about a unique project uh, to transcribe the Quran by hand in South Africa, following a rich heritage in this regard. Uh, we'd connect with the Dean Arts Foundation out in Cape Town a bit later on. We speak to Dr. Abdullah Omar Maharouf uh, from Turkey this evening after nine, and uh, he speaks to us this evening about the discussion around Masjid al-Aqsa in the month of Ramadan that is happening within Israeli occupation circles and the debates around that uh, as Ramadan is just a week ago away. And we reflect on the historical significance on the date of the 3rd of March 1924, <laughs> Uh, and uh, obviously the more than 100 years that have now passed since the, that that very critical date. We start off this evening, though, talking about uh, unfinished business of the uh, TRC and the NPA. Advocate Tumisa Insebeza SC was appointed by the National Prosecuting Authority to review the structures and effectiveness of the NPA's TRC component which has been effective since 2021, following the findings of a 2019 uh, judgment that there was political interference in the work of the TRC prosecutions and related matters between 2003 and 2017. Imtiaz Ahmed Kaji is a nephew of the murdered Ahmed Timol, and he is busy with his third book focusing on events post the 2017 Timol inquest. He joins us this evening to talk about these developments. Imtia shukran for your time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Many thanks for the invite, Marana. Uh, absolutely, and it's just great to speak to you. It's been a, a bit of a break since we spoke about these matters, but that does not uh, at all indicate that uh, this particular terrain is silent. There's a lot of work that's occurring in the background and many important cases and inquests, reopened inquests that have also been pursued in this particular period. Uh, let me start off by asking you to give us the background in just of the Insebeza report. What was uh, the necessity of this particular report and uh, the, the inquiry into the, these kind of matters. Yes, Monana, you've you've laid the you've laid the foundation for for the discussion this evening. Um, the purpose of the National Prosecuting Authority appointing Advocate Dumisa Zabeza SC was twofold. Firstly, is to check whether the checks and balances are in place of the TRC component that was set up around September 2021. And the second objective, Molina, was to investigate uh, the allegations of political interference that prevented the NPA from conducting its work. This is since 2003. Right? So if we, deal, if we deal with the first issue, which is a very significant issue, that for the first time in more than two decades, we have reassurance from an independent SC that we finally have a model that is functional, that is working. And this model must be credited for the recent reopenings of a whole range of other cases, the Agat, the Dipali, the Imam Haru, Dr. Hussein Hafiji matter, 
And inshallah, with the grace of the Almighty, a number of other cases during the course of the year, which includes the credit for Mete the Eastern Cape. So this is a major, major victory that for the first time we have something that is functional, that is working. Now, if you read my opinion piece that I published during the week, Monana, you'll, you, you will read that I, as early as 2018, raised a number of concerns that I foresaw. And one of them was the appointment of a number of apartheid era police officers and prosecutors to basically reinvestigate and prosecute crimes committed by their uh, former colleagues. Now, this is something that Advocate Insebeza raises in his, in his opinion piece, that there is a concern when we look at the Lady Brand 4 matter of four activists that were adopted and, 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 and went missing, that the family's concern is that the investigating officers were not honest and truthful enough um, and questioning their loyalty towards these particular cases. Now, when I raised this matter in 2018, in the second task team that I was part of, I was evicted from that task team because I raised the same particular concern. And one can only imagine that if that task team had continued its work in 2018, you know, the amount of progress we would have made to date in opening on a, on a number of other cases. But apart from that, I am very happy and comfortable that the fact that we've got reassurance that there's a model, the model is working, and my take, Monana, to families from the apartheid era victims, family group, and other families that they engage with is separate all the different issues that are there. Our priority as families is to get our matters reopened as quickly as possible. Family members are passing on, key witnesses are passing on, alleged, alleged uh, apartheid era perpetrators are passing on. So the priority for families must be to work with the uh, appointed investigating officer and prosecutor assigned to their cases. So this is a major, major victory, major, major milestone that we've accomplished, that as the apartheid and the victim's family group, we're working with the state. In other words, the families have got direct access to the investigating officer and prosecutor. And the agreement that we've made with the NPA and the Director of Priority Crimes at the uh, uh, DPCI Investigative Unit from SAPS is that they keep the family abreast and updated with the developments that are taking place. And that is why, you know, we see a number of cases that are unfolding. And inshallah, with the grace of the Almighty, during the course of the year, we'll see a number of other cases that are open. Right? Then when we look at the second matter, the issue of political interference. Now, initially, the issue came out around 2007-2008 in the Nokotula Similani matter, where the National Director of Public Prosecutions, uh, Advocate Busi Piccoli, spoke about political interference. This is from President Mbeki's administration that prevented him from doing his work. In other words, preventing him as the NDPP from investigating and prosecuting TRC cases. Right? This matter was never confronted. What then happened in the Rodriguez matter, after the Rodriguez inquest, Molina, when Rodriguez was charged and his legal team uh, submitted a 342A application, uh, uh, application for a permanency of prosecution around 2019. Two senior national prosecuting authority uh, advocates, uh, Dr. Tori Pretorius and advocate Chris McAdam, now in 2019 in the affidavits claim that political interference prevented them from doing their work. In other words, as prosecutors who are there to serve without fear, favor and prejudice, they claim that political interference prevented them from doing their work. This is in 2019, right? And the full bench of the South Gauteng High Court, where Judge Kolopan, uh, Judge Mushidi, and, and Judge Opperman, 
who presided over the matters, they were scathing to say that the NPA cannot use this argument of being a victim. Right? They appointed as prosecutors within the state and who prevented them from doing their work. And on that basis, Molina, the full bench ruled that the National Director of Public Prosecution must conduct an investigation on the conduct of Pretorius and McAdam. And the executive needs to give a reassurance to the public that there will never be such a situation where there will be alleged political interference that prevents them from doing its work. Right? So this is the ruling made around June 2021. Then in, in, in November 2022, if my memory serves me correctly, the matter gets heard at the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein. The same application by Rodriguez Legal Counsel, and around May, June uh, 2022, they again dismissed the application. Right? I then, as a layman who is convinced that if a full bench of three judges makes a ruling, I would imagine that the relevant department must then institute those findings. They must institute that verdict. Right? I then wrote to the National Director of Public Prosecutions in an open letter, and I said, NDPP Batoy, this is the finding of the full bench. What are you doing to investigate this matter further and to give the public the reassurance that political interference will not happen again? This led to the appointment of advocate in Cerveza SC uh, last year sometime, who then conducted the investigation. Now, what has transpired this week for the very first time, Morana, President Thabo Mbeki's uh, foundation has issued a, a statement. And he's challenging the National Prosecuting Authority to say, but give me evidence or proof where I, as the head of state, has given instruction to anybody to say that you cannot prosecute TRC matters. So he's basically thrown the gauntlet back to the National Prosecuting Authority that you've continued blaming me and my administration for preventing you from doing its work. I'm, 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 I'm confronting this and I'm putting it back to you to give me any ev evidence as to where I have issued an instruction that I prevented you from doing its work. So this is a process that is playing itself out, Molana. But like I said, from our side as families, we are comfortable and confident that the fact that this model is working and with the grace of the Almighty, we will get our cases reopened as quickly as possible. And then, Imshaz, as far as the recommendation coming out of the, the report uh, calling for a full commission of inquiry to, to, to be set, uh, set up here, um, you have in your piece uh, indicated there, uh, you know, the role of commissions of inquiries previously in South Africa and how they may send out important information or, or Reveal important information, but uh, you, you know the, the 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 suggestions of those uh, commissions of inquiry are hardly ever implemented. So, are you excited in any way about this particular suggestion coming out of this report? Look, you know, Walana, we've spoken over the years, and you know this is something that, with age and with maturity and with experience, you know, you begin to understand what is unfolding. And the reality is that for me, you know, and I thank the Almighty because of his bounty and his mercy, that I've, I've placed myself in a position where I'm no longer just a nephew or a family member. With the grace of the Almighty and the research that I've done, I've begun to grasp and understand the events that are unfolding. And I'm not a legal profession. And the reality is that when you begin to grasp and understand what is transpiring, you then realize 
that, you know, yes, we need the legal profession, we need uh, human rights activists, we need uh, traditional justice experts. But ultimately, everybody's got their own agenda. They've all got their own objectives. And I'm basically questioning this narrative that it, is for, it has happened for far too long, that we as families depend on lawyers and transitional justice experts and human rights lawyers to speak on our behalf, that we don't have a voice. And that is why, as initially, when the request came, I signed the initial petition a number of years ago for a commission of inquiry, Morana. But then with the research that I've been doing and preparing for the third book, I then find the uh, information submitted by Justice Matlanga that these commissions of inquiries are there for people to line their pockets. And he's, and he's stating when he was asked by Comrade Julius Malema, show me one commission of inquiry in this country where it was successfully held and recommendations were implemented. And I ask a very simple question. Here's a practical case of two senior prosecutors, and let me remind you, they are part of era prosecutors. What prevented Advocate Sabeza from approaching them and taking statements from them? What prevented Advocate Sabeza from going to President Mbeki and saying that there's allegations made against you that you and your cabinet interfered and prevented the NPA from doing its work? Can you respond to that? He did not need subpoena, uh, power of subpoena to go and get statements from them. And this thing of commissions of inquiries, we've seen this. We've seen the Falam Commission, the Marikana Commission. We spend millions of rands on this, and I'm of the view that we create these theaters for actors to perform in front of cameras. So that is why for me, Monana, as families, we've got a model that is working. We should focus on that model to make sure that our cases get reopened. If you want to look at the issue of political interference, my view is that you need to then go back I'm not defending political, alleged political interference at all. But if you need to look, you need to visit the negotiation process in the country. You need to look at the TRC in this particular country. You need to look at the context of how we found a political settlement in this country that gave birth to the TRC. So there's a whole range of other processes. And we should not forget, we as families are currently focusing on issue of truth and justice, Mona. All big capital and businesses that all benefited during apartheid are thriving today in a democratic South Africa. Nobody is holding them accountable. The banks, the legal firms, uh, the Anglos, all benefited handsomely during apartheid. Nobody holds any of them accountable. So if we're going to look at commissions of inquiries, then we must go back and look at the negotiation. My view is we need to go back and look at the negotiated settlement in this country. And that is why for me, the third book that I'm working on, Morana, I had to grasp and comprehend how was it possible for Rodriguez to have 19 court appearances and not to be held accountable for his actions uh, relating to the murder of my beloved uncle. And yet the same National Prosecuting Authority made a deal with him so that he could not be charged for uh, sexually assaulting his own daughter. Jo uh, Neville Elson said, sons, Two senior security branch officers who testified at the 2017 inquest, Morana, said sons, we had a number of affidavits of witnesses who came forward who spoke about how they were tortured by him. He was notorious in a colored and Indian area and for never else for perjury. The NPA did not charge them. So I had to deal and confront these issues and say, but why is it in a democratic South Africa, an ANC-led government, we have them appointing uh, the Minister of Justice and the Minister of Police appoints apartheid, apartheid era police officers and prosecutors to reinvestigate our cases. 
And let me tell you, there are many of them that are committed. I've worked with many of them that are committed and are doing an excellent job. But there are others that are disrupting our, our progress in reinvestigating these cases. Uh, the issue of Neville L. Seth Sons, the issue of Jao Rodriguez. So I'm dealing and confronting myself with this. Let me put it to you this way, Monana. The crowds that I had in 2017 that were supporting me at the, at, at, at the reopen of the inquest simply disappeared the day I said Jao Rodriguez must be charged. Now, common sense will tell you this is the man who the judge had clearly found that he was lying. His version of events of my uncle's passing was not true. He's sitting with all the answers as to what happened to my uncle. And the majority of people in our communities uh, don't want me to pursue the matter. It's because we are raising sensitive issues about the past. And this reopening of these cases brings back in the public domain the relationship that apartheid era police officers, intelligence operatives had with informants within our community. And that is why today when I look at people and they talk of struggle credentials. Don't always believe somebody when they tell you they've got struggle credentials. Because as soon as you tell them you are reopening an apartheid at an inquest, their first response modernized, but who ordered this and why are we reopening this? So we've, we've hidden our past completely. And the reopening of these cases terrorizes these individuals because there is a possibility that they are going to get exposed. And my view is that it is long, long overdue that people who betrayed the revolution, who betrayed our loved ones, must be exposed. And finally, it, it makes perfect sense to me. Look, today the elections are coming, Monana. Which political party's election manifesto talks about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission? Show me one, if I've, if, if I've overlooked it. So the TRC is not beneficial to them. The TRC and the reopening of these cases is important to ordinary South Africans throughout the length and breadth of this country. And there's a very, very important reason for me pursuing these matters. You see, Monana, when we understand the sacrifices that our, our heroes, our heroines, our martyrs had made, then in a democratic South Africa, we will not be corrupt. We will not be arrogant. We will not be part of tenders. We will not be part of, 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 of cheap politics looking after our own pockets. Because our heroes, our martyrs were exemplary individuals, exemplary individuals. Who were, prepared to, who were prepared to die so that we, you and I can live in a democratic free South Africa with all the troubles and the challenges that we have. So the reopening of these cases, with the grace of the Almighty, we are making progress. And uh, I'm comfortable and confident that during the course of the year, we will have a number of other cases reopened, Mulan. Uh, I'm just we out of time, but uh, but I do want to just uh, uh, you know just grab on to a bit of what you've been speaking about in that last response, and this is about your new book. I think you've touched on a lot of themes that uh, are due to be dealt with in this book. Uh, any idea when this would be coming out in the public domain? It's a very important question, and, and with the grace of the Almighty, every time I'm about to publish. There's some new developments that unfold, Morana. So the Almighty is always sending me new information and new material. So, so for me to keep on working. But inshallah, I'm hoping to the course early, early part of next year, inshallah.
Indeed, uh, certainly looks like an important contribution to uh, the, the struggle for complete justice here in South Africa and really uncovering uh, the extent of what happened in the past as well as uh, also in the transition to be able to come to a dem democratic South Africa. And just, I thank you so much for your perspectives this evening, speaking to us about uh, the Insebeza report and related issues. Shukran so much, so much for your time and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. It's only my pleasure. Many thanks for hosting me. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.